Hello, and welcome to this bonus episode of the Idea Find Podcast. Now, I recognize that yesterday was not not my greatest performance. Uh, was, uh, I feel like I forced that one. I was tired. My mind wasn't in it. Uh, Frank, it was just bad. I'm not going to lie to you. It was bad. I listened to it. I did not like it, but I released it anyway, kind of as a uh, a lesson to myself. Figured I'd learn the hard way, put something embarrassing out there, and make sure it doesn't happen again. So we're doing this bonus episode, and uh, we are going to get into the weeds of some of these things. Um, I don't know why I wouldn't. It's kind of the point of this thing. That's what I do. I was literally a weed extractor before this, for my current career as a radiation worker. I literally extracted the weeds. So why not go into the weeds? Let's do it. That's what I do. Um, so we're going to go a little deeper on the Wim Hof method, mindfulness meditation, and mushrooms, my favorite subject. Um, so we'll get right into it. Let's go into some of the science. That's what I love about Wim Hof. Uh, he allows himself, he's not one of these gurus that's just like, take what I say for granted and don't ask me to prove it because I can't. No, he lets scientists poke in and prod them with whatever they need to, to get the results. Um, so, yeah, let's go into some of this. So, benefits of cold showers. Let's start there. Some of the benefits that he has proven through his scientific research are reduces stress levels. Uh, this is through a process called hardening. Now, hardening through cold exposure gets your nervous system used to handling moderate levels of stress. So essentially, you're just training your nervous system to get used to being under stress. Low levels of stress, that's just cold. Not so bad. But through this, um, it actually moderates your level of stress when you're actually handling stressful situations. So you can keep a cooler head. Always a good thing. Um, Cold showers also heighten your level of alertness. I'm sure you guys are aware of this. Jump into some cold water, perks you right up. Um, wakes your body up. It also stimulates you to take deeper breaths, which increase or decreases your CO2 throughout your body, helping you concentrate. You get more oxygen throughout your body. Uh, keeps your cells functioning right. You know, your body needs oxygen, so get more of it. It also creates a more robust immune response. Now, this is an interesting one. Well, again, scientifically proven that cold showers have been shown to increase your white blood cell count. Now, these are the cells that help you fight off infections and foreign invaders in your body. Um, so, cold showers help to increase your white blood cell count. Now, these researchers suggest that this process is related to the fact that the cold body or cold water exposure on your body uh, increases your metabolic rate. Um, we'll go into this a little bit later also. But yeah, so I guess there's some connection. I'm not too informed on this particular part of it, but increased metabolic rate also increases your white blood cell count, according to these researchers. Um, now, I'm getting this information off Wim Hof's uh, website. WimHoffMethod.com. 
you want to go there, he has all of his scientific research compiled, and you can go through it. I mean, there's a ton of it. They do a really good job. Um, but lastly, well, actually, no, we got two more here. Sorry. Um, this is my favorite, personally, I think, is an increased willpower. Like, brains are naturally resistant to doing hard things. Um, so by choosing to incorporate cold showers into your routine, you're choosing to overcome that energy barrier of doing hard things. In doing so, you're essentially exercising your willpower. Doing this over time strengthens your willpower, and a strengthened willpower just really benefits all aspects of your life. Just doing hard things, that's a thing we do as humans. So being able to do hard things easier, that's a weird sentence to say, but lowering the energy level of doing hard things really benefits you in the long run. I mean, a lot of things that get you ahead in life are hard. Living is a hard thing to do and doing it well. So having that willpower, just a simple thing, taking a cold shower in the morning, strengthening that willpower, it's going to help you out in the long run. Now, last but not least, is weight loss. Cold showers, in addition to increasing your metabolic rate, stimulates the generation of brown fat cells. Now, these fat cells generate heat and energy directly by burning calories. So essentially, you're creating more fat cells that are more efficient at burning calories directly. Um, another great benefit of this cold shower in cooperation with weight loss is that it tightens your skin. Cold exposure, you know, really expose anything to cold temperatures, shrinks. Same thing happens to your skin. So a lot of people, if you have significant weight loss, have an issue with, you know, having saggy skin or whatever, this can benefit that. It helps tighten your skin um, along with the weight loss. So there's just a few key points um, that I went a little in-depth on. Um, there's a lot more on here as far as the physical and mental um, benefits of the Wim Hof method. I'll redo the list. Physical health benefits of the Wim Hof method. More energy. Naturally anti-inflammatory. I covered that a little bit in the last podcast. Um, increased sports performance. Autoimmune disease relief. Fibromyalgia relief. COPD management. Overcoming multiple sclerosis. Lowering your blood pressure. Positive stress. Boost energy. Eh, they kind of have energy on there twice. Boost your immune system. Better sleep. Workout recovery. Arthritis relief. Post-treatment Lyme disease syndrome. I want to read into that. I know a lot of people with Lyme disease. It's an interesting one. Migraine relief, asthma management, improve your metabolism. Hit on that a little bit. Athletic performance, kind of covered that twice. I don't know. Healthy energy levels. They really are hitting the energy, aren't they? I feel like that's a big thing these days. You just throw energy into something and people are like, yeah, that sounds interesting. Anyway. Here's a list of the mental health benefits. First one, general. Improved mental health. All right. Um, I feel like that goes along with the willpower thing. Uh, burnout recovery. A lot of people in college suffering from burnout, working multiple jobs. Could help with that. 
um, deal with depression, boost concentration, increase happiness. That's one I have noticed, just getting that like a cold jolt in the morning. It makes me feel happy. It makes me feel like I did something hard first thing in the morning. Um, controlling the autonomic nervous system. This is one you should read about. This is one that Wim himself goes into a lot, his research um, about being able to tap into the autonomic nervous system consciously by doing his breathing technique along with the cold showers. I didn't cover, I'm not going to cover the breathing technique so much in this one. I feel like I hit on it pretty solid in the last one. Um, but yeah, you should go and look at that a little more. Uh, follow his, his, some of his videos. It's very interesting stuff. Um, one thing that he covers pretty good in his book is, uh, I can't really think of it right now, but there are a few um, enzymes, proteins rather, in the body that control inflammation. And uh, through his breathing techniques, he was, it's been scientifically proven that he can increase the protein that controls inflammation. So you're reducing inflammation directly through this protein. And it's also lessening the actual inflammatory protein. So increasing the one that blocks inflammation and decreasing the inflammatory protein directly through his breathing and cold exposure. So it's a really important one. Um, another one, burnout prevention activities to improve mental health. I guess that's just a page on here. Uh, relieve stress, improve cold tolerance, increase willpower. We went over that one. Improve your mind body connection. I feel like that's, that's an underestimated one. I think having a, when your mind and body are one thing that you kind of reside in yeah, as your consciousness. I feel like your mind-body connection is an important thing. Getting your mind and your body on the same wavelength, I feel like uh, just improves your quality of life. Gets you in tune with your higher purpose. If you believe in that kind of thing. Improve creativity. Boost your endorphins. Stress control. And peaceful mind. These are all benefits that he um, has pages on. You can learn more about it. Um, so yeah, Wim Hof method. I think that you know I've incorporated it into my daily life. I think you should too, or at least uh, try it out. See if it works for you. Learn up on it. This guy is a superhuman, but he's not a guru. Stuff's legit. They've poked him and prodded him in multiple studies, ongoing studies. I mean, they're still doing it. He's still climbing mountains and shorts and a no shirt. The dude's crazy. All right. Let's move on to mindfulness meditation. Um, stumbled upon some research at Harvard that talks about mindful meditation. And this is, you know, just focusing on your thoughts, um, not getting caught up into them, just observing them. Uh, so there's a study... Here, let's start at the beginning. There are a lot of studies that have been done on mindfulness meditation. A lot of them, you know, uh, experts 
claim they're not well-designed and whatnot, but there are a handful of well-designed studies that have shown mindfulness meditation to be helpful with depression, chronic pain, and anxiety. Um, These are not like supernatural effects. They're not saying you're going to be cured, but these effects are on par with other treatment methods, you know, such as SSRIs, um, pain medicine, um, other anti-anxiety medications, stuff like that. Um, I think they also referred to some kind of uh, talk therapy. It's on par with those, probably better in in conjunction with those uh, other therapies, but can be equally effective without them. So they use MRI scans in these studies um, to measure brain activity. Um, These scans in one of their studies revealed long-term effects of meditation in the amygdala. Now, that's the part of the brain that controls your emotional responses. Um, I don't know too much about brain anatomy, but uh, I do know that that's kind of like your emotional control center. So patients that have been taught, I think it was over two months, to mindfully meditate shows a decrease in the activation of the amygdala even when they're not meditating. So that's just you know a long-term effect of meditation. Um, controlling the emotions becomes easier for these people after they learn how to mindfully meditate. Um, there's actually a continuing study going on where participants are asked to uh, do two things during an MRI scan. So first, essentially, they're asked to focus on their heartbeat and the feeling of their body. So that's a task that's similar to mindful meditation. There's a lot of techniques where you focus on your breathing, focus on your heartbeat, and your body feeling in mindfulness. So after some of them were asked to do that, another was a control. They were not asked to do that first part. Then all of the participants were asked to reflect on phrases common to self-chatter of depressed patients. So stuff like, I'm a loser, I'm not good enough, the world hates me, stuff like that. Um, They were asked to just reflect on those phrases for a certain period of time and uh, reflect on the thoughts that they brought up. Then they were asked to stop ruminating on those phrases and the thoughts they triggered. And then what they did was measure via MRI scan how long it took to come back from those heightened amygdala signals. Now, this is an ongoing study. They haven't finalized the research, but preliminary research suggests there's a strong correlation between the group that were asked to do the mindfulness um, uh, tasks, focusing on heartbeat and stuff like that. There was a high correlation between them and the decrease in time of being able to come back to baseline from these heightened negative feelings. So during these uh, sessions where they're asked to focus on I'm a loser and stuff, that triggers the amygdala to have a negative response. Um, You can see that on the activation of the amygdala in these MRI scans. And they were timing these people 
on how they how long it took them to get back to baseline. And uh, mindfulness meditation seems to significantly decrease the amount of time to come back to baseline. It also seems to suggest that the level of activation of the amygdala is lower when they are thinking of these things. But again, this is an ongoing study. Um, the full paper has not been published yet, but interesting stuff. Um, I certainly find that meditation helps me clear my mind. And uh, I think it's something worth trying. Um, I will maybe cover this again when that study comes out. I'm really interested in hearing that. Um, but yeah, I feel like I did a poor job at uh, explaining that study. But if you go to the Harvard Gazette, they have a much better uh, explanation of what's going on there. So uh, that's that. Now let's go on to mushrooms. I actually found a really good study by the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the USDA, that was just published in February of 2021. Um, I'm going to read directly from this study because some of these are just crazy findings. New research published in the Food and Nutrition Research magazine. February 2021, examined the addition of mushrooms to U.S. Department of Agriculture, USDA, food patterns, resulting in an increase of several micronutrients, including shortfall nutrients, while having a minimal to zero impact on overall calories, sodium, or saturated fat. So essentially, they're just uh, measuring these micronutrients without changing any other part of people's diet. So... They did a couple different uh, studies of this. One looked at a composite of white, criminy, and portobello mushrooms at a 1 to 1 to 1 ratio. Another one used UV light exposed mushrooms. And another scenario included oyster mushrooms. So there were three different uh, mushroom servings, I guess you could say. So here are some of the key findings. The addition of serving, they were studying a uh, serving of 84 grams, which they're saying is an equivalent of five fresh white mushrooms. So five mushrooms a day, not that big a deal. People can eat five mushrooms a day. This resulted in an increase of potassium of 8 to 12%, Copper, 16 to 26%. Selenium, 11 to 23%. Riboflavin, 12 to 18%. And niacin, 11 to 26%. And again, that's not changing any other aspect of someone's diet. Um, the addition of serving 84, so five mushrooms of oyster mushrooms, increased vitamin D, 8 to 11% and choline 10 to 16%. Now these same mushrooms, when exposed to UV light, increase the level of vitamin D by 67 to 90%. So the UV light exposure increased bioavailable vitamin D 67 to 90%. That's insane, if you ask me. Um, so yeah, I talked about ergothionine, um, 
in the last podcast being a great antioxidant, like one of the best. Uh, this one also included glutathione, glutathione, sorry, uh, which is another great antioxidant that's made of a couple amino acids. Glutathione is an antioxidant made from the amino acids glycine, cysteine, and glutamic acid. So, a composite of white crimean portobello mushrooms at the 1 to 1 to 1 ratio. A composite of white crimean portobello mushrooms at 1 to 1 to 1 ratio. It added 2.24 milligrams of ergothionine and 3.53 milligrams of glutathione, while oyster mushrooms provided 24 milligrams of ergothionine and 12.3 milligrams of glutathione. So these UV mushrooms, UV um, exposed mushrooms, increased vitamin D by roughly 75 to 80% on average. And oyster mushrooms provided 10 times more ergothionine and glutathione than the white crimean portobello. So, all of these mushrooms have significant levels of vitamin D and these two antioxidants. However, UV grown ones, and particularly oyster mushrooms, uh, really give you a lot more of these. Um, what they call uh, shortfall nutrients. So those are nutrients that a large portion of the uh, population do not get. So yeah, uh, mushrooms are like a miracle food, and for some reason people don't like them. I love mushrooms. I can't always say that. I did not like mushrooms for a long time. I was like, oh, they grow on dead things. That's weird. But no, they recycle dead things and make it useful again. Actually, that was going to be a rough cut because I don't have the study in front of me right now, but I watched a video on uh, the decomposition of petroleum products. So they had like this big pile of rubber or whatever, doused it in diesel fuel, I think, and then they inoculated it with oyster mushrooms and left one to just decay. And uh, they came back in a couple of weeks and found that, you know, there was no change in the uh, control pile. It still looked like plastic rubber and diesel fuel. But the other one had actually started to decompose. They were what he said were very happy oyster mushrooms. And it actually started to produce organic matter that other things started growing in. So there was actually like a unique biome that had occurred in just a few weeks on this pile of what would normally be thought of as incompostable materials. So, I mean, that's pretty intense. That would solve a lot of the world's pollution problems if we started inoculating these things with mushrooms. I mean, they're very powerful decomposers, and uh, they're also very good for you. So you can turn a tire into some of the most powerful antioxidants antioxidants in the body. Oh, that was a rough sentence. But you get the picture. Mushrooms are amazing. Um, so yeah, that, that's all I'm going to go into for now on these, uh, these mushrooms. Again, I apologize for the last episode. 
It was not good. I was tired. My brain was not in it. I mean, I listened to it, and I thought it was awful. It's not a podcast I would listen to. So those of you that suffered through it, kudos. I hope this makes up for it. Um, still debating on whether to make the next one about like finances. I'm. That's going to take some research. I don't want to give out bad information on something like that. So uh, I might make one this weekend on cannabis. That's something that I am rather uh, educated in, considering my previous uh, career. So look forward to those two coming out sometime soon. Um, stay tuned otherwise. I might just uh, have some time one day and throw another one of these out there. Seems to be how it's going to go for a little bit until I get on a regular schedule. Still working on lining up some interviews. I have some people that I'm very interested in getting on. Uh, but I feel like I need to make the first one a little special. So hold tight and uh, I'll try to make some valuable episodes for you between now and then. Remember, we rise by lifting others. And uh, thanks again for listening to the Idea Find podcast. I'll talk to you later.